The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast, and I'm your host, Raider Greg. Welcome to our show, and yes, number two. What can you say about number two except for you have to wipe it and flush it, and you know what I mean about that. That and more here on show 259. Well, we got quite a show today. Uh, first of all, it looks like number two is going where number two should have gone a long time ago, right down the crapper. You got to love that. Today's show, we'll do the post game for the Washington Redskins, which uh, we got to hit on that because we all have a lot to say about that game. Chucky pops out in Oakland. Believe it or not, you're not going to believe what he has to say. We'll hit that story and... Fry is the guy for our next game. Looks like Charlie Fry is getting the reins of the team when we head into the Bronco Hose. Mile, I have to get high to watch a game. Got to check that out, too. We'll hit the bone line, and that should round out our show of the day. So check it out. Before we get into the show, I'd just like to make a few statements about uh, something I wrote on the forum. I said I was going to quit. I said that it was time for me to move on for personal, professional reasons, and this and that. And, uh, you know, sometimes I can get down. I'm just, I'm only human. And uh, certainly got down a couple things happened here, and personally, of course, and professionally, that have sent me uh, to a new edge, if you know what I mean. And the podcast was looking like it might be the first one to get hit. Well, you know what? After careful deliberation, I think that's some bullshit. This is my out. This is the only thing I really have that gives me some some pleasure in life, really. Um So I just want you to know that I ain't going nowhere. And if I do go somewhere, I'm going to be six feet under when I stop this show. So for all of you thinking that I might not do it anymore, yeah, I'm going to be here. Going to be here till I can't be here no more. And so that, let me put an end to that. And uh, Colorado Chris had it right. You guys know that I'm bipolar, just like the rest of y'all. All right, it's time for the post game. This was a tale of two teams. That's right, two teams in one, our team. The Oakland Raiders had a first-half team, and we had a second-half team. Not to discount the Redskins or the Deadskins or the Foreskins, what are you going to call them? The Oakland Raiders had two distinctly different teams in this game, and you could see it on the field, and you could feel it in the stands. Now, before the game, the tailgate was awesome, of course, like it always is at Kingsford's Kirk's. We had a great time, had a great show up there with with fans and friends. Gradkowski's dad was there. What a gentleman. What a sincere 
real dude, a working class man, proud of his son. It was great to talk to him, and I was proud to give him a good, healthy handshake. I'll tell you right now, he is a real deal, and it was a pleasure to meet him. That was before the game. When the game started, we had hope. We had we had hope because Gradkowski gives us hope, and he played every bit as well as he's played every game for this Oakland Raider team. He came out with heart, passion, and fire and started hitting people right off the bat. Our running game was stifled, of course. Couldn't get much on the ground. I think we only got 65 yards total, but we tried. We drove the ball down the field and got a touchdown with Justin Fargus and kept the ball alive, kept the field alive, kept the game alive with a score of 17-13. We had hope. We had prayers. It looked like it was going to happen for us. I felt good about our opportunity to win this game. And then, of course, the worst thing that we all thought could happen, Gradkowski gets sacked, injures both his knees, and the kid kept trying to come back. You could see him on the sideline. He'd come out, he'd run, he'd go back in the tunnel, he'd come out, and he just could not make it happen. And guess who came in to take his place? Number two. Yes, when you're a child, you always hear about number two. You're taught about number two. You're taught about how not to do number two in your pants. Well, evidently, the number two that the Raiders have didn't learn his lesson because he crapped all over himself again in Oakland. And I'm going to go on a rant right now because, God damn it, I fucking can't believe this numbskull idiot, Jabusto. Let me tell you, man. Looking at him in this game, do you think by any stretch of the fucking imagination that this guy took the time to watch the film on the skins? Do you think maybe he prepared himself for this game? Do you think he was ready to come in and take this team over like the announcer said? Thank you, Raider Mike, for your video. Once again, it was fantastic. No. Fuck no. No. Jabusto in his dumbass hat come out and did exactly what he's done his entire career here in Oakland. He crapped a big, juicy, nasty, stinky shit right there on the field. His play was moronic. It was lethargic. It was horrible. Horrifying to watch. And let me tell you, the Raider Nation did not waste any time telling him and Al Davis, what we think of his bullshit. Because that's exactly what it sounded like everyone is saying. Bullshit. He got booed so harshly that I, I almost, now I gotta tell you, almost felt bad for the guy. Not. His play was just as shitty as it ever has been. His lumbling, bumbling, and I mean fumbling ways have not changed a bit. He did not prepare for this game. He did not work extra hard like Cable was saying. He did not prepare for this skin's defense at all. If he would have, he would have realized that he had to jet back and get that ball out as soon as possible. The guy is a loser. And we all know it. It's about time that Al knows it, and I think that's out, and I think I'll cover that in this uh, the show, of course, but 
in this game, it just sunk everybody's doggone boat. The second series, Jamarcus took the ball. The fans were leaving by the thousands, and I don't mean hundreds. The, f- the fans were draining out of the Coliseum like a hole in a bucket. And I'll tell you right now, the stadium was near empty before the game was over. There was no hope left in the Coliseum, and the boos were going down because the fan base was going out of the parking lot. The game was obvious after the first interception. Jamarcus throws into four, and I counted four people covering one receiver, and he threw right in the middle of them. Interception. Surprise! The guy can't see. He has no pocket presence. He has no presence, period. He is a terrible example of NFL football, and I doubt seriously if he would be able to play in any other league, even in Canada. Jamarcus Russell ruined this game for everyone, including himself. I'm glad he sunk his own boat. My fear was that he would come in and save the day. He did exactly what he was going to do. I am glad he did. I'm, a, I'm sad that we had to lose that game. But there's, there's one bright spot in this entire Redskins game. It's the fact that everyone, including national media, everybody saw that Jamarcus Russell is a waste, complete waste of time and freaking money. After the interception, there was, of course, the fumble and the six. Count them, six sacks. Six. Six quarterback sacks. And you know why he got sacked? It wasn't so much that the offensive line gave up because the offensive line was shitty from the get-go. Arakpo, which the Virginia Raider talked about during the draft when he, was, when he wasn't drafted by Oakland, he was drafted by, of course, the Skins... I would love to see Brian Okapo, Okapo, whatever you call his name, an animal of a linebacker. I think he came out of Texas. He was gnarly. And you know what? (laughs) He came in strong. And the offensive line was absolutely helpless. Actually, Mario Henderson was, of course, again, the revolving door. And he came in left and right. The difference was... Jabusto could not get out of the way soon enough. Gradkowski's got the legs, he's got the eyes, he's got the presence to get away from these guys. Jabusto has no hope at all, unless you put a brick wall in front of him and give him 15 minutes to decide who to throw the ball to. That's what he needs. And I'll tell you what, he's not going to get that in any NFL stadium from any offensive line. It was just so sickening to see this clown go down and lumble and bumble. And once again, he must have the record for fumbles as a quarterback in the NFL. I know he has a record for the worst completion pass ratio. That's for sure. I know he has a record for the worst quarterback rating of any quarterback that has ever played for the Oakland Raiders. And there's been a few buffoons. He is the king of buffoonery here in Oakland. The history will show that he will be the worst quarterback choice ever by the Raiders, ever. And that's a fact. Well, the Seagulls took over this game. They took over the Coliseum, 
And I just have to say this. It took me five minutes to get out of the parking lot. That's how empty the Coliseum was at the end of the game. The Raider fans were discouraged. And one thing was for sure that was talked about throughout the parking lot, I'll tell you right now, Jamarcus shows who he is, who he's going to be. He will never be a good quarterback for anyone ever. So that was like the proof in the pudding. <laughs> you got to love at least that about this game because that was all we saw after the half. 34 to 13. Unbelievable. And that was the game. And that was that. Our next story is Chucky gets funky in Oakland. They call me Mr. Chucky. They call me Mr. Chucky. They call me Mr. Chucky. They call me John Gruden comes into Ricky's Sports Bar and he's sporting a Bo Jackson jersey. That's right, same Jackson jersey that I wear every game. <laughs> Needless to say, at Ricky's Sports Bar in San Leandro, they went berserk. Can you imagine? It was a pregame. It was a pre-party for the game on Sunday, and Chucky was there with Tariko and Jaws, and they went over to Vela's locker room next door, bought some Raider merchandise. Chucky bought the Bo Jackson jersey and made Tariko and Jaws put down some money and buy some merchandise for the silver and black from John Vela's locker room. You got to check that out for sure. It's right next to Ricky's. It's a great place to buy your gear, and they also have it online, so check that out too. John Vela's locker room. Anyways, man, you got to just believe that it must have been electric there at Ricky's. What a fantastic thing to have him there. He took pictures with the fans. He was talking about the Raiders. And you could tell that this cat was on fire for this team, man. He had never lost love for the silver and black. He loves the fans. He spent his Saturday night, instead of being somewhere in San Francisco, some hoity-toity party for the 49ers, he went right to the ghetto. He was right there in San Leandro, man. And he was partying down with the Raider Nation, man. It was beautiful. Gorilla Rilla was there. I mean, all the, the guys were there. Was, was off the hook. And here's the biggest hook of all. He was asked... Chucky, come back. The whole crowd was screaming, Chucky, come back. And he said he would come back in a second if they asked him to come back. And you know, man, that brought tears to my eyes hearing that story. And a lot of people heard it. So it's not like Al doesn't hear it and Al doesn't know it. You know that that message is loud and clear to Mr. Davis. And I just have to say, like I said before, it would cost Mr. Davis way too much money to pay Chucky to be a coach. I don't think he'd ever he's ever paid that much money for a coach in his life, and I don't see him starting today. Unfortunately, uh, it'd be great to get him and Bruce Allen back here in Oakland so we could turn this shit around because, damn, we're having a hard time. It was great to hear that he was here. You know where the guy's heart is. 
And you know what, man? Can you fucking believe being at that party? I am pissed that I didn't get to that party. Because I wish I'd have known, man. I'd have been there with bells on. But you know what? Those things happen. It's a nice thing to hear from the fans, though, how he was, how he presented himself. And he rolled just like the Raider Nation, man. He is true silver and black to the core. I would love to see Chucky back on the sidelines in Oakland. And so would everybody in the Raider Nation. So, Chucky, if you're listening, come back home, partner. We need you, brother. You and Bruce Allen. And that is all I have to say about that. All right. Charlie Fry is the guy. (laughs) I love it. The reason I love it so much is that means ja asshole, ja loser, ja diamonds, ja bling, ja busto. You put the name in there after ja duh is off the field for the Oakland Raiders. I do not see him coming on unless we have some type of mass quarterback exodus. Because we just picked up J.P. Lossman. That's correct. J.P. Lossman from the Bills, formerly. He's been playing in a D-League and, of course, doing very well. Of course, it's a D-League. Charlie Fry never really had a chance when he played for the Buffalo Bills, picked as their first-round draft pick. Their offensive line was like the same line we gave uh, Andrew Walter. He had no chance. He had no hope. He got beat up. He got messed up and didn't get an opportunity to really show his style. Now, a lot of the Buffalo Bills fans will tell you that we deserve him and he's shit and he's terrible, but look what we have instead of him. I would take any quarterback, any quarterback over Jamarcus Russell. He is a complete waste of time. The guy has not got it in any way, shape, or form. And I'm glad we signed J.P. Lossman because that means one thing. That means Jamarcus Russell is the permanent third-string quarterback in Oakland, and that means he won't take another snap this season, and I hope he don't take another snap ever for this silver and black team. It doesn't look good for him because it seems like Al would want to put this loser in for games that don't count, to give him an opportunity to show that he's improved. Well, he had his opportunity against the Redskins, and it showed that he is been weighed, he has been measured, and he has been found wanting. (laughs) He is nothing, man, and he's never going to be anything, man. And it's great that Charlie Fry, our third-string guy, is going to be playing against the Broncos. If we ever had a chance to beat Denver, it's with Gradkowski. I don't know much about Fry. I know he's getting paid more money than Gradkowski. I know he has similar styles. I think he's more of a pocket guy, though. He's taller, um, but that doesn't necessarily mean anything. We really haven't seen Fry play a whole lot. He didn't play very much in preseason, so the Raider Nation hasn't had an opportunity to see Charlie Fry play. He did play for the Browns, and he didn't do a very good job there. 
So, you know what? We we just have to look at him like a new quarterback. He's coming in and see what he has to offer. Charlie's preparation, how he goes about things, uh, he's ready to go in and, you know, run this team and manage the offense. Uh, and, you know, we weren't able to do that in the second half on Sunday and uh, for a lot of reasons, uh, not just Jamarcus, but as of right now, where we're at as a team, Charlie gives us the best opportunity to succeed. You know, Charlie was here all day yesterday before we even talked about what we're going to do, which is typical of him. And, uh, you know, when he got the plan last night, you know, it was bang, bang, bang. He's having the conversation with his coach, understands what we're doing, understands Denver, how we have to attack him to be successful. Charlie is uh, so much like a coach. In Charlie Fry's world, there is no off day. You know, he's always here. He's here early. He's here late. Uh, he's in and around, up in the office, seeing what's going on, you know, giving thought. And I think it's good to have that kind of input, you know, from players, whether it's Charlie Fry or anyone else. Playing a good defense like that, this will be my first start of the, of the season, so I'm excited. Are you prepared to get this win in Denver? Yeah, I'm always prepared. That's something about me is my work ethic. That's something I take pride in. The coaches let me, you know, sit in a lot of the meetings um, as far as the game plan and, and, and write up ideas and things, so I've been a big part of the game plans uh, the last few weeks. I've been a big part of scout team all season, so it'll be good to get back out there and uh, get with the offense, you know, run, run some plays that aren't on cards. <laughs> you vocal leader? Bruce seemed like pretty vocal out there. Are you that same mold or are you a little quieter? Nah, I got a lot of fire in me, um, mm -hmm. but you know, that's the that's the guy's job who's playing, to be that guy. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the backup's guy is to support that guy. And so I've been that crutch and that supportive guy all season. So now it's my turn to be the fiery leader. Anything he has to offer has got to be better than what we currently have in Jafatass. I'm happy that the Raiders went out and got J.P. Lossman. They went out and picked him up as a free agent. It's a great thing. It just shows that Jamarcus is on the way out in my eyes. I think he's done. I think Al is finished with this kid. I think he's frustrated and embarrassed that he's even on the team. And I don't believe Jamarcus will be around to see camp next year. Let's all pray that this is the case because I will tell you right now, I will be truly depressed if he's anywhere near Alameda at all when the season starts. Unless, of course... It's just for photo ops because, you know what? <sighs> what a waste. What a complete waste. And that is all I have to say about that. <laughs> Well, Raider Nation, first of all, I'd like to thank all of the Raider Nation for all your support throughout the years you've been doing this show. It's been great. It's been fantastic. And especially to those members who've contributed to the Raider Nation podcast and, um, and helped us with their donations to do what we got to do and make the show better and better every season. You know, we do our best to put on a good product for you guys, and we work hard. And uh, in that light, I hate to do this because I never liked doing it in the first place, but it's time to get out there and ask for some donations. And I know that uh, it's tough. I know you kids want the G.I. Joe with the Kung Fu grip, so you got to do that. And 
I'm just saying if you got a couple extra dollars and you can afford to just pop us a couple of bucks, it surely will help with the production of the show, the costs involved, and the things that we get for the show. Like Randy just bought a camera, uh, HD camera, almost four grand. And that's for you guys. I'm saying that's what we're trying to do is make the Raider Nation podcast, videocast better every season. And uh, that's what we're all about. And I hate to do this, man. That's why you just don't hear it from me at all. I think I did this one time before. So first of all, I'd like to thank you all. Second of all, I'd like to thank all those who do contribute and, and help us out. And it's not necessary. You don't have to. And if you can't, don't feel bad that you can't. We understand that. And I just want to wish everybody a very merry, merry Christmas and a very happy new year. And be safe out there, y'all. I just want to wish you all a Merry Christmas. And thank you very much for the opportunity that I have. You bring me into your homes, into your cars, wherever you listen to me. I find it a privilege, Randy as well, that you love us so much. And the things you say on the bone line and the messages we get from you guys are, I'm telling you, man, they're touching. They're awesome. It just makes me feel proud to be a member of this great Rada Nation. So thanks again, and it makes everything worth it. And, um, well, that's about it, and that's all I have to say about that. Okay, the Broncos pregame, or should I say the Bronco Hose? Well, we're going to Invesco Field, folks. We're going to Invesco Field, and it's going to be cold, and it's going to be snowy. But you know what? We've gone there before, defeated as a team, and we've kicked their ass. This could be a time when the Raiders could raise up and be a formidable foe and knock the Bronco hose out of any chance of a wild card berth. They're right up there. There's a lot of talk about the Broncos going in as a wild card, and it would be nothing less than fantastic to see the Oakland Raiders, our Oakland Raiders, go into their house and beat them. Taking them out of a playoff spot, it would be beautiful, baby, and you know you'd love it. Well, without Bruce Almighty... It could be tough, but we haven't seen Charlie Fry, so let's not let's not give it up yet. Because you know if Jabusto was in, I wouldn't even watch this fucking game. Be a waste of fucking time. But with Charlie Fry, we do have a chance. We haven't seen him. If he plays like Gradkowski, at least can get the offense rolling. Avoid the sacks. Be smart with the ball. Run for a first down. Be that mobile quarterback. We could have a chance. You just never know. In the snow, anything can happen. It's happened before, and it can happen again. I have faith that this team could rise up and beat the Broncos in their house at Invesco Field. Now, it's a slim chance. I know we'll probably be at least two touchdown dogs in this game, maybe even more. The Broncos got a big chip on their shoulders, and they came here and kicked our ass already. So they think they're going to be able to walk all over us, but that's because they were playing Ja-Dummy. They don't know Fry. They have no idea how he plays. Well, neither do we. So that makes both of us. It's a nice thing. It's a great secret, if I may, uh, that 
that we have. They don't have any way to prepare for Charlie Fry's play. That is a fantastic secret to have. A secret weapon. So Charlie Fry is our secret weapon. He could be an awesome secret weapon, or he couldn't be any less or worse than, you know, Jabusto. I only hope that the Hands of Stone, Darius Hayward, Hands of Stone, keeps that boot on his leg for the rest of the season. We don't need to see him. We certainly don't need to see him in Invesco. We do, certainly don't need Charlie Fry to have to put up with a one-sided field. We need to give the Raiders a complete chance to win this game, and the only way that contest can be fair is if we have our productive wide receivers out there. Johnny Lee, Higgins, Chaz Shillings, of course, and the man himself, Lewis Murphy. And, of course, Zach Miller and all the company at hand. we got to run this ball. The offensive line is like the biggest problem. We just have as shitty as Mario Henderson is going at the end of the season. He is out of the Raiders. I don't know where he's going, but he's out of here because he's a revolving door. We've all talked about the draft. We have to draft linemen on the offense and the defensive line. If we don't do it this year, then, of course, we will suffer for the next several seasons to come because we need big men in front to allow our quarterback and running backs the opportunity to make the best of their talents. And this has been our problem for a long, long time, and we have not addressed it. The entire Raider fucking nation knows it. I wish the people in the office of Alameda would fucking get it. We need offensive line help. Hello? Hello? McFly? That's right, Al Davis. We need offensive linemen. Pay them. Get them and use them. Well, I'm sure, like I said, it's going to be a blowout as far as everyone's concerned before the game starts. Welcome to another episode of Broncos Cast. We are a division of the Denver Sportscast Network. I am Reese Williams, and my co-pilot on this magic carpet ride is uh, Drew Webster. How are we doing, Drewski? We're bouncing back from a tough loss from Indy, but we get to go in and do some Raider hating, which is something we're really, really good at. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Raider hating, man. This is one of our favorite things to do. We get to do it twice a year. Well, it's so fun and easy. It's kind of like blinking or breathing, really, if you think about it. Uh, You know, it it really is. Uh, There's one team I hate more than anybody else. It's the Raiders, and there's not even a question about it. Um, I mean, if you think about it, every great sports movie is probably based their evil nemesis off the Oakland Raiders. It's always, you know, the black uniforms and the scary logo. Not that the Hawks were that scary and Mighty Ducks, but they all look like Raider uniforms. So, we played the Raiders, obviously, once before the season. Third week well, we of haven't the... played this Raiders team yet, right? No, no, no. But, I, you know, I was getting, <laughs> I was getting to that. Uh, third week of the season, we beat them 23-3. to but is a significantly different team. I actually didn't think we played that particularly well that past game. We could have put up a lot more points than 23 on the Raiders. Um, since that time, uh, Russell has been benched because he was completing something like 2% of his passes. And now you have Brad Grakowski as a starter. And since he's been the starter, he's 2-2. Two and two, And they've beaten both the Steelers and the Bengals. And they now actually have a serious pulse. So, you know, what do you think of this game? 
Yeah, it, it is kind of a whole new team. You bench Russell, and now you've got a backup quarterback coming in with a quarterback rating of 80%, which is up from Russell's high at the season was somewhere in the 40s. Um, so they, they are more dynamic offense. You know, one of the differences that Grabkowski brings to the game as opposed to Russell, he's a much more mobile quarterback, not overly talented, but uh, can move around in the pocket, uh, you know, takes the checkdowns, relatively smart, and uh, he finds a way to win. And so he's a decent quarterback, and I think it's going to really be on the Broncos to put some serious pressure on him and, uh, you know, force him into some mistakes like they did Manning last week. And I'm looking at our defense to cause at least three turnovers, and Ooh, one of them is going to be, uh, you know, return for a touchdown. This is not a team I'm really worried about, but the problem being that we talk a lot about division rivals and – and, uh, you know, statistics don't matter when you're playing a division rival. They usually bring it to play. And we saw Oakland come into our house and do this to us last year. Oh, and, dude, we talked nonstop about how we just love, uh, you know, basking in Oakland's misery. And it's no different for Oakland fans. Uh, you know, if they could come in here and beat us and put a serious dent in our playoff hopes, I, I think they would love nothing more than to do that. I think we have a great opportunity to surprise some people in this game. And if we play the way we played under Gradkowski, if we can have the same kind of production, at least the hope. And if we could at least put some hurting on them. Of our defense, you know, in the last game against the, the Redskins, the defense, as soon as Jafatass stepped on the field, our defense just said, fuck this. <laughs> I'm not going to get hurt for this guy. I'm not going to get hurt because we're going to lose this game. Absolutely. Do you blame him? Do you blame him? You can't. At least now we have an opportunity to put some points on the board, move the football. If the defense can raise the occasion, rise up and be dominant in the snow, the cold, and the wind, at Invesco Field, I'm telling you right now, we have a chance to win this football game. We can win it. We can do it. And you know we can because we've done it in the past. There's nothing sweeter than taking Denver out of a playoff berth. That is just beautiful. I'd love to have us do it. There's nothing finer. We're in a perfect position. The stars and the moon have lined up to allow us the opportunity to take Denver out, and I think we can do this. Watch the game and see what happens, and that is what I have to say about that. All right, folks, it's time for it. You got to throw your bones, partner. 1-800-620-7181. Get on the bone line. Throw your bones. Let the nation know what you're feeling, man, because uh, we got a lot to say. You got a lot to say. So let's hear it, brother. We have a new caller, Sam Williams. Welcome, Sam. What you got to say, brother? Hey, this is the, uh, well, I don't really have a nickname per se, but uh, it's Sam Williams, not the uh, underachieving linebacker from the Raiders, but Sam Williams from Eastern Ohio. I have to put up with all this Steeler nonsense, and nothing tickles me more than a Steeler loss, especially if it's a Raider win. 
Uh, I've listened to the podcast for a while. I wanted to call in and felt I have nothing to say, but, uh, oh, man, how about them Raiders? I love it. I love it. Putting these stupid Steeler fans in their place, and they're already talking about, well, at least we have the Penguins to watch. Yeah, they're already giving up on their team. It's great. I support the Raiders for the last seven years through all this crap. They can't support their team in a 6-6 six and six season? What a bunch of jokesters. Um, going to the Cleveland game? Can't wait. Hopefully that's going to be a win. But uh, keep up the great work. I uh, enjoy the podcast. I know that sometimes it gets a little bit uh, unsettling there with uh, all the crap that's going on, but I really appreciate the hard work. So thanks a lot, and uh, call you with a Cleveland win. Of course, hopefully there will be a uh, Redskins win and a stupid Broncos win as well. But uh, talk to you later. Bye. Well, Sam, I love it that you're in hostile territory and you can shout out to the nation and you stay loud and proud there because the Steelers are down and out. <laughs> I love it. And hopefully we can knock the Browns out too. So thanks for calling, brother. We have Raider Sid from Moval. He's laying it down, man. Check it out. What the fuck, Raider Nation? Raiders sit from Moval. Kick-ass fucking went over the fucking Steelers. I'm not going to get excited about it, though, because you know what? Next week they're going to come out and lay a fucking egg. So if you do good, great. If not, I'm fucking used to it. And Raider Tom from Riverside, I remember your bet. I hope your buddy is wearing a fucking Demarcus Russell jersey up his fucking ass for the rest of the week. Fuck you, Pittsburgh. Jamarcus Russell, Jersey up your ass. You got to love that. And, of course, we did get beat by Washington, but that's because Bruce Almighty got hurt. All right, who's next? We have Raider Jaime, man, my good brother from Bakersfield. He's got a lot to say, too. Let's hear it, man. Hey, Raider Greg, Raider Randy. Hey, this is Raider Jaime calling out of Bakersfield. Hey, I was on the on the Raider, uh, their show with JT the Brick and the Raider Report, and uh, guess what? Crusader Raider, they talked about him, JT the Brick. It was pretty fucking awesome, you know, going to the games and stuff and how he travels so far. But I just want you to get a little, uh, you know, a little glimpse of what uh, JT the Brick was saying about Crusader Raider. Here it is. Welcome back to the Raiders Report. I'm JT the Brick. Now, if a Raider fan's loyalty is measured by the amount of miles he or she travels to go see the team play, well, this guy wins. Ladies and gentlemen, meet the Crusader Raider. I'm an international Raider fan from London, England, and I've been traveling to see the Raiders for 30 years. The Crusader Raider, the supporter of the silver and black, who wears the red and white, is not one to hide behind his shield. In fact, the outgoing chap has made quite a name for himself within the Raider Nation. Walk into stores in Oakland and people recognize me now, which is just very, very cool for me, but it's just amazing. You do not think it would happen. Keeps forever getting stopped. People want their photo taken with him. Yeah, people want to chat. How do you know the Raiders? How do you know, you know? And I'm quite happy to let the Crusader Raider take a bit of the limelight. So that's fine with me. Dave is the Crusaders cohort from London. The two took a liking to each other after realizing their liking for the same team. We both support a local football team. He used to come wearing a lot of Raiders, uh, you know, jacket or shirts and all that. 
Um, I used to, you know, sort of say, oh yeah, we got on, we done well this week, we done well that week, um, and that was fine. Then we just started chatting. Then we just started. Um, travelling to away games together. Wherever you are in the world and whoever you are, the Raider family is all across the world and we're all here together. For Keith and his pond hopping partner, the two have successfully managed most of their crusades, a lesson learned from a past mistake. Keith decided he was going to get married in Vegas, so we said whoever the Raiders are playing, that week we'll go to. Unfortunately, he booked his wedding and the Raiders had a bye week that week. <laughs> Although sometimes out of costume, the Crusader is never out of character. The constant mission to spread the gospel of the Raiders stems from his love of the team. The Raider fans are totally different from any other fans in the NFL. They are a huge family that's together and they're a fantastic family to be part of. And Raider fans are great. We have one team and we stick to our colors. So when we're having tough times, we stick together. But that's what a Raider fan is. It's all about coming through it together. We've had good times. We've had some lower times, but we're going to be back. That's what I'm talking about, man. That's fucking awesome, man. That's cool. I'm really proud of Crusader Raider, man. It's, it's you know, how many games did he go to until they finally got a win? It's like, you know, it's awesome, man. That Bengals game for him. I'm really happy for him, man. So I just thought I'd share this with you guys, man. I'm really proud of this moment, man. I'll talk to you guys later. That's right. Big Keith, Big Dave. From the UK, have been a supporter of the Raider Nation podcast for a long ass time. They've been our friends. Uh, they are on uh, JT the Brick Show. You got to check it out, Raider Nation. That's what I'm talking about. I've been talking about these guys for years, and you can see the dedication and the uh, just the love. And you know, they talk about the nation exactly how it is, man. The Raider Nation is a big family. You got to love it, and you certainly have to love those guys for making the effort to get here. Raider Wild, guys from Australia, guys from Scotland. I mean, people travel a huge distance to see this team. We are one nation, the Raider Nation. And one more thing. Go, Leighton Orient! We have the Pennsylvania Raider. Raider Nation, what's up? This is Pennsylvania Raider. Well, it's 17-10, J-Russ is in, and the refs are fucking us left and right on calls. First, uh, the catch that they ruled not on Murphy, then uh, the bullshit special teams fucking penalty. I got to say, kudos to John Fossil on getting in the ref's face. Best 15-yard penalty we've had all year. That's all I got to say. J-Russ is in. I think it's a lost cause. This is Pennsylvania Raider. Out. Yeah, the refs were certainly fucking us, and I'm, you know, I'm numb to it. I mean, the, the calls were idiotic, like they always are. Unbelievable, like they always are. And Jim Marcus Russell was, well, like he always is. Shit. Thanks for the call, brother. We have Rita Drew from Erie, PA. Short but sweet. <laughs> This is Raider Drew in Erie, PA. I think I'm the fucking pute. Just when you think we're going to turn the corner, we got Russell back out there and we look like fucking shit again. I hope we fucking get rid of him. I can't believe it. 
Talk to you later. You called it, brother. That's how it went down. <laughs> yeah. My good brother, Raider Steve from Vegas. Long time, my friend. What you got to say? Hey, Raider Greg. This is Raider Steve in Vegas. I hate to call when only on losses, but I've been so happy the last couple weeks. I got no reason to call because we've been winning. We won two out of three. And I'm telling you, I'm watching this game or I'm listening to this game. As soon as Gradkowski went down, I knew we were screwed, man. It's just Jamarcus is garbage. Three sacks and a pick. I mean, I, we were down by four, but I had full confidence we were going to win that game. Full confidence because Gradkowski was doing good. The defense was playing good. You know, I, I thought we were going to win. As soon, until Jamarcus came in, then we're screwed. We need to cut that guy. He sucks. He's, I swear, we'd probably... We'd be at least 500 right now if if uh, Gradkowski was starting from the beginning of the season. It really makes me sick. I mean, put was it Charlie Fry is our, our third string? Put Charlie Fry in. Get rid of Jamarcus Russell. This is garbage. He sucks. Anyway, he won't even take a pay cut. He won't even take a pay cut. I don't. Know. I'm just upset. The game's not even over yet, but I know it's over because we just threw an interception and Jamarcus is garbage. Anyway, keep up the good work. Talk to you later. Raider Steve, you are right there with the rest of the entire Raider Nation worldwide. We all thought the same thing. As soon as Gretkowski went down and Russell went in, the boos were coming from the North and South Pole for crying out loud. No way. Yeah. We have Raider Tatum. Raider Tatum from the Midwest. My brother. <laughs> Raider Greg, this is Raider Tatum from the Midwest. I am fucking embarrassed right now. You've got a fucking tank in the backfield that's getting fucking tackled by a fucking Dotson, for Christ's sakes. Guy's giving up more goddamn sacks than anybody in the fucking league at this point. And uh, actually, him, I'm fucking kind of hammered. I'm pissed off. I haven't called in for a while. Love your show. But get that fucking... Giant of a pussy out of that fucking town. As always, put Jack Tatum in the Hall of Fame. Timmy Brown should be a first ballot, but he won't be. He'll be in, though. Take care. Love the Raider Nation. Yep, Russell is the softest big man I have ever seen in a football uniform. The baby Huey of the NFL. Thanks, brother. We have my good brother. That's right. See money. Lay it down for us, my brother. Raider Nation. Yo, what's, what's popping, people? Yo, see money on the bone line, baby. I'm telling you, we're getting it up the ass like never before, baby. The Polish prick goes out, and fucking who comes in? The banana-eating motherfucker himself, and we lose. I knew it was going to happen. Raider Greg, Raider Rick, Raider Randy. What's up, brothers? I told you. I told you the Polish prick was the fucking man in Pittsburgh. He did it. And he was getting his shit off until he got hurt, man. And then we threw in the banana-eating motherfucker. That was it, bro. That was it. Jamarcus Russell, the biggest dick sucker in the world, man. That dude, that dude's garbage. We got to get rid of him in the offseason. We got to get a new head coach, man. Fucking Tom Cable's garbage. He can't coach for fucking shit. And we got to get a fucking... We got to get a couple of uh, 
defensive players, too. Tavon Branch is always getting burnt on the fucking pass, man. He's terrible. Fucking terrible, Con. I don't know why we start that fucking guy. I mean, Stanford Route gets burnt, too, but not like this guy. This guy's always getting burnt for fucking passes. He, he sucks. Um, we got to get a couple of corners. Mike Mitchell, he showed some good promise, man, on that sack, man. That was good. Mike Mitchell should get more fucking playing time, but I don't know, man. Fucking Cable don't know how to fucking rotate his players, man. And how come Michael Bush ain't out there? Michael Bush don't even fucking get no run, man. And then when they started the game, they had fucking Johnny Lee Higgins starting alongside fucking Chad Shillings. What the fuck is up with that? How come Lewis Murphy didn't fucking start? I don't understand that call either. But, um, hey, I knew it. I fucking knew it, man. And the sad part about it is you brothers, my prayers and thoughts go out to you brothers for witnessing another travesty in the black hole. And we're hurting, brother. We're hurting. We got we to gotta find a way to fix this problem. How it's going to happen, we'll never know. I don't know, man. Got to come from the inside out organization, player personnel. I don't know, man, but we're fucked. We're fucked royally, man. One day, I got to come out to the black hole and chill with you, Raider Greg. Like you said, have a bed, chill out, Raider Randy. And we got to do our thing, man. We got to we gotta do our thing. I got to come out there next season. I, I don't know how I'm going to do it, but next season, I got to come out there, man. I know I said I wouldn't spend my hard-earned dollars on these fucking cocksuckers. And I, I still might hold true to that, man, until they stop fucking showing commitment to excellence, man, because I haven't seen commitment to excellence in seven years. And, uh... It's just fucking, it's, it's heart-wrenching, man. It's, it's really, it's heart-wrenching, bro. These guys, they do good one week. They come home and they lose to a team that's worse than them. Right, go, go fucking figure that out, man. I don't understand it. But if the Polish prick didn't go down, we would have won that game, man. Well, Raider Greg, Raider Randy, all you brothers out there, everybody in the Raider Nation, if you're down for the black and silver, that's what's up. It's always Halloween in that motherfucker. But, uh, hey... Like I say, what I tell you earlier in the podcast, fellas, 4-12. I told you, 4-12, man. Yeah, I think that's going to be the fucking prediction. I don't know. I might be wrong, man. We might win one more, but what a fucking another disappointing season, man. Poor draft picks. Harriet fucking Darius Haywood Bay, another piece of shit, motherfucker. Should have never picked him. But it is what it is. Black and silver. It's the fucking colors I bleed. And... That's that's how it's got to go down, man. But hopefully next year we get rid of Tom Cable, trade Jamarcus Russell, get another quarterback, a real one, get a real head coach, and get a few more players, man, to add to this fucking team. But uh, you brothers stay up. Ready, Greg, much love. Ready, Randy, much love. Peace out, brothers. This is C-Money. And, yo, there's only one Raider Nation, yo. Only one Raider Nation. Ain't no fucking other nation. There's only one Raider Nation, so... All you motherfuckers out there perpetrating and talking about this nation and that nation. No, 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 no. There's only one black hole, baby. And if you go in, you might not come out that motherfucker. So think about that. One love, I'm out. See money. Peace. What could I possibly add to that? Man, you are priceless, man. You say it like you mean it. You say it like it is. And I think Cable's toast I think he's done. I think we need a GM. I think we need a real coach like Gruden, not some retread like Fossil. They're already starting to prime us with that bullshit. Jim Fossil coming back. The Fossil is a Fossil. Man, what happens when Fossils hit the ground? They crack like a shitty old rock. That's some bullshit. Anyway, thanks for the call, man. And C-Money, you've got to come to the black hole and party 
with the Raider Nation podcast. That's it. Raider Mike from Gainesville, Florida, man. What's up, brother? Raider Greg, Raider Mike, Gainesville, Florida. For some reason, we cannot put together back-to-back wins, and I think it just comes down to coaching. Tom Cable, I wasn't a fan of his, but uh, he did not have his players come prepared to play. Uh, They just were not prepared at all. Offensive line, which is supposed to be his forte, looked like some stirred-up fried shit. They couldn't block anything. Horrible, basically. I mean, Mario Henderson just getting used by that defensive end, Brian Arakbo, all every pass rush, he was just in there all the time. So I'm starting to think, Raider Greg, that I was a proponent of keeping Cable, but uh, I think we need to let him go. He just, I mean, that I think that just came down to coaching. That's just my personal opinion. I mean, they were not prepared to play today. I mean, he put all these signs in the locker room saying, you know, two in a row and all this stuff. That that didn't work. You know, they should have, you know, studied more film on what the Redskins were to do. And then they didn't know how to make adjustments. That's the main thing. That's why I say it comes out of coaching. I mean, if they knew that the uh, the Redskins were going to pretty much blitz and tee off on us every down pretty much, we should have ran more screens and draws pretty much. You know, we're in trouble now because garbage is going to be our quarterback, looks like, the rest of the season. Anyway, Raider Nation for life. Peace. Well, I have to agree with you on the cable. The basic cable has remained basic cable. He's lucked out a couple times, but uh, the team wasn't prepared. The offensive line was definitely ill-prepared. The blocking was horrible. Uh, The play calling was not much better. And look what happened to our young quarterback because of it, uh, not in spite of it. So, yeah, I'm with you on the cable thing. I I just hope that we don't get something worse like Fossil. I mean, check it out. It could go from bad to worse. And you know what I'm saying. Thanks for the call, brother. We have the Jersey Raider laying it down for us, brother. Let's hear it. What's up, Raider Nation, Raider Greg? This is Jersey Raider calling in. Tough day. Tough day, fellas. I mean, it was just one of those games where Seems like the team fought hard in the first half, and uh, Greg Kowski was giving good effort. But once he got hurt at the end of the first half and going into the second half, I saw something that had I not witnessed it with my own eyes, I wouldn't have believed it. But as soon as Jamarcus Russell came in, it's like the entire team lost its energy and lost its belief that it could win the game. Then you had the chorus of boos cascading down from the stadium and you know, it was just a bad, bad scene, but Jamarcus Russell, what he showed again, or should I say what he didn't show, was that he is not a quarterback. He doesn't have the fundamentals down. He doesn't even seem to care. And, yes, Gorkowski isn't the greatest, but at least the man plays with heart, passion, and fire. And you don't see any of those things with Jamarcus Russell. And quite honestly, if 2010 turns out to be an uncapped year, it might very well turn out to be a gift from God if we do indeed decide to cut Marcus Russell, which I think would be the best idea right now because he just he doesn't seem to get it. He doesn't seem to care. And you know it's bad when you have fans shouting for Charlie Fry. So that should tell you everything that you need to know. But, you know, we just have to hope for better effort and maybe Gorkowski is able to come back at the end of the year. Who knows? We'll see what happens. 
But as always, Raider Nation, stay strong, stay proud. This is Jersey Raider, and I'm out. You saw it. So did the rest of the Raider Nation. The team just got the ass sucked out of them as soon as Jabusto went on the field. Yes, the boos are out for good reason, and the man has no heart. He can't play. He shouldn't play. And if it's an uncapped year, we're going to save ourselves $8 million in a hit. Look, Jabusto, this will be his fourth season if he stays with Oakland. That's some bullshit, and he's got to go, brother. My good brother, Juan Jorge, lays it down only like a fan that saw this in person can. Well, we are who we thought we were with Jamarcus Russell. I mean, if there's anyone out there that had any doubt in their mind that Jamarcus Russell should get another chance, just watch the highlights from the second half of the Redskins game, and then you tell me if Jamarcus Russell still deserves a second chance. Fuck that piece of shit. Um, the whole team got deflated when he came in, and it was a horrific scene. You know, I really feel for Bruce Gretkowski because, you know, he's kicking himself. He really wanted to be out there and win the damn game. But it is what it is. Who knows what will happen from here on out with Jamarcus because he's most likely going to be starting the rest of the year. Um, no matter what, I just want to win. Um, I don't care if fucking a walrus is playing a quarterback. Oh, wait, we, we already had one. <laughs> Shit. But, well... It's Monday morning, and so it's a little bit, but I'm kind of numb to it by now, as you all should. I call it like I seize it, and um, I know Greg is going to have a field day with this one. This is one Jorge, and I'm out. That's how it was walking out of the Coliseum. You can hear it in Juan's voice. You can see it in the Coliseum, the people walking out. After you were yelling Charlie Fry most of the end of the game, as long as we were still standing up trying to get out. That's it, man. Hopefully, J.P. Lossman can uh, do something. Who knows? Or Gradkowski comes back. We have a little bit of hope. We can all just hope that Jamarcus is out of here at the end of the season. We have the Western New York Radar. This is Western New York Raider. Good job once again, Raider Greg and Raider Randy on a great podcast. Um, well, it doesn't come as news to anybody here in Raider Nation. We've been eliminated now uh, from the playoffs. That's seven straight years. Congratulations, Raider, once again on uh, wonderful futility of an organization. Uh, the game. Well, the game, what can we say, right? Um, the only thing I could say about the Redskins game was poor officiating, probably the worst I've seen in my history of watching the NFL. That's all I'm going to say about that game. Jamarcus Russell, well, Jamarcus Russell is what he is. Um, I said at the beginning of the season, he is our weakest link, and he will continue to be a weakest link as he's on the field. Uh, he's probably a cancer right now in the locker room uh, with his refusal to take a pay cut. I can imagine what Justin Fargus is saying about that, or Robert Gallery, or any player who's put their time and energy in fight into making the Raiders a, oh, trying to make the Raiders a winning organization, I have to say about Jamarcus Russell's refusal to take a pay cut. Enough of Jamarcus Russell. He sucks. He needs to be gone, period. Uh, I suppose it's not too early to start talking about next season. 
Well, we probably should be redundant and say we need a GM. Perhaps we should get Tom Flores and John Madden as sort of a sort of a consulting type of GM situation. Bring those two guys in and uh, kind of act as a buffer. Let's re-sign Cable. Get him one more year. Um, I think he's been okay. You can see his play calling is improved when you have a good quarterback, which leads into saying we need to sign Grukowski to another couple years, get a couple years on him, and draft somebody in the third round like this kid from Pittsburgh, Stahl, as a quarterback. Maybe bring him in second, third round. Bring him in, uh, tutor him under Grukowski, a quarterback that knows how to prepare for the game. Um, and uh, we also have to build up our defensive line, so we should probably focus in on our defense, get a nice defensive line. If we're not going to sign Morrison or Howard, we're probably going to have to draft some uh, good linebackers. That's all i got to say, Raider Nation. Um, enjoy the rest of these games. We're going to try to find some positives out of it, perhaps to get some of the younger players going on that, um, and we'll go from there. Raider on. Very nice take indeed, and yes, I didn't really mention this because it made me sick to my stomach, but Jamarcus has already refused to rearrange or renegotiate his contract. He says it's in the past, and we ain't going to talk about that anymore. Well, you know what? He's in the fucking past. We should leave him in the fucking past. What a waste of fucking time this piece of shit is, and cancer is a fucking understatement. The guy is a loser. We need to get rid of him. I cannot even fucking say it enough. Fuck him, period. Cable, I don't think he's going to be back. I don't. If he's back, he needs an offensive coordinator. We need someone who can actually make some offensive adjustments. And in the draft, brother, offensive line, man. Offensive line, offensive line, offensive line. We need offensive line help like nobody's business. And we ain't getting it from the draft picks we're getting. We're not getting any help from any of the free agents. Um, and it's a fucking joke up front for any quarterback. We need help on the offensive line. Thanks for the call, brother. My good brother, Raider Mike, the video king. I love this guy. <laughs> Lay it down, man. <laughs> Raider Greg, this is Raider Mike calling in the bone line. Well, hey, that game was, uh, well, what can I say, disaster. It uh, really sucks losing uh, Greg Kowski for the season, more than likely looking that way. And um, I'm just praying to God that Coach Cable has the balls to start Charlie Fry and not put that bumbling idiot in there anymore otherwise it's just it's gonna make it very difficult to watch games but i mean i still will because i'm a diehard you know and like the rest of everybody out there will continue to watch because you know we're raider holics and you know and we got problems you know that's just how it goes dude but anyway um i uh just got done reading the forum and uh your uh, post on there about maybe stepping down from the podcast, man, I just got to say, man, that you should really uh, take some time to think about that. I'm sure you already have, but, you know, really think it through, man, because uh, we really love you out here, dude, and um, a lot of people need to hear you. Uh, you're a symbol of the Raider Nation, man, and uh, and Randy's the, the brains of the operation and uh, makes it happen, too, and so... You know, I really hate to lose you guys, so 
hopefully um, you hang in there. But um, if not, you know, I, I appreciate the ride, man. You know, it, it's just it's been really awesome and met some awesome people from all over the world and the country, and and uh, it's a platform that that um, you know is pretty awesome for Raider fans. Uh, something I've been looking for my whole life, man. So anyway, love you guys. Um, you know, maybe next week we might, you know, have a chance if we can have Charlie Fry there. I do really believe that, but as crazy as that sounds. But if it's your bus does in there, God, I might not even watch the damn game. I hate the Broncos. Anyway, peace out. Well, you know, Raider Mike, I am bipolar. I get a little depressed in these kind of situations this time. But I'm back. You know, I'm back. I took my medicine. <laughs> yes, my Prozac is active. Anyway, man, thanks for the props. You know what? I, I don't think I could leave the Raider Nation. I don't think I could stand not to be able to partake in this uh, event called the Raider Nation Podcast. So we have we have a community. We have a brotherhood. Uh, we have the Raider Nation right here. And, um, man, what can I say? I love you guys. And uh, I don't want to break out a tear, but you know one's near. So on that note, thank you so much. And everybody, check out Raider Mike's videos. This lady one, latest one on the Redskin game is classic. Thanks again, Mike. You know all the love, brother. Another great friend of the show, of course, the Surface Radar. That's right. He's from across the pond, folks. Check him out. Hey, Reddy Greg, Red Nation. It's uh, Surface Raider calling from a very cold Dartmoor in England. Um, yeah, that game against the Redskins. Um, you can see what a difference Bruce Kronkowski makes to the team straight away, can't you? Difference between first and second halves there. Um, and coming to half time, I was pretty confident that we were going to win, actually. Um, I thought we were in the game, things were happening, and uh, it was coming together nicely. And then he went out with those knee injuries and uh, the fucking walrus of Love Wheel back in. And, to be fair, he's up to his game because it normally takes him a whole game to get sacked six times. He managed it in a half this time, which is great. Um, good to see he still fumbles the ball up when anyone hits him and throws interceptions. I was getting worried that he might have changed. Um, all we can hope now is, uh, I saw Charlie Fry was on the list of injured guys there too, um, that either he or Grykowski comes back and, uh, and we can get some kind of thing going. Um, as I'm sure everybody else has said, our line was fucking dreadful. Uh, yeah, they're going to have to address that as well. Um, you can't get to a situation where a couple of injuries just wipes out the entire line and suddenly, yeah, you might as well play without a line as they aren't doing anything. Um, anyway, let's see what happens next week. Um, hopefully, we, uh, if Bruce is still out, we can fly with Charlie Fry, see how that works out. At the end of the day, Al got the guy in because he hurt us badly before. Um, you know, let's see what he's made of. But for fuck's sake, keep Russell out of the game because he just sucks. Anyway, guys, that's, uh, that's it for this week. Um, looking forward to listening to the podcast. Keep up the good work. And uh, Surface Raider, I'm out. Go Raiders. That's what I'm talking about. The whole Raider Nation, no matter where the hell you live, you see as clear as day what the hell the team needs. Our offensive line is shit. Cable is the offensive guru. What does that tell you? And Fry better be the guy because uh, Russell, <laughs> he's just playing shit. <laughs> We have Raider Jake in Iowa laying it down for us. What you got to say, brother? What's up, Raider Nation? This is Raider Jake out in Iowa. Well, I'm probably feeling 
about the same way everybody else is out there right now. Go against the Steelers, get a huge win. Go into this week thinking, hey, it's the Redskins. Huh, they're 3-8, 3-9. We can put them in the ground. Well, I guess the Redskins knew that Jamarcus Russell existed, and if they took out Gradkowski, you know, they would win the game. It was just a horrible performance after Gradkowski left the game. Russell has to go. I know we've all been saying it, but he's got to go. I mean, seriously. And I was wondering if anybody else noticed that when he came into the game, like the offensive line basically stopped blocking and let him get six sacks. And the defense quit playing, too, because they realized there was no hope of them winning with Russell in a quarterback. So, Bruce, if you're out there right now, man, please get healed up. Try to start this week versus Denver so we can have at least a glimmer of hope to beat these guys. It's not looking too good for him from what I hear, though. He's tore MCLs in both legs, which is crazy. I found out he actually played the entire first quarter on a torn MCL on one of his knees. So, Bruce, that's a man right there. All you other NFL wussies out there, look at this kid. Plays entire first half of a game on a torn MCL. Al, please sign Gradkowski back for next year. Dump tons of money on him. I don't care what you have to do. We need to win, and I think this is the guy that can do it for us. It's crazy, guys. Jamarcus, screw you. This is Raider Jake in Iowa. I'm out. Well, I have to tell you this. The offensive line was not all that good with Gradkowski in. They still were letting people in and out. It's just the fact that Gradkowski is so mobile, they have to account for him as an extra running back. That's what they do. They have to put an extra guy on him that kind of floats around the line and uh, keeps him from running for a first down. That's the big difference between the two. Jamarcus just stands there like the Statue of Liberty and lets everybody run all over him and drops the ball, of course. Surprise, he fumbled. What a fucking joke of a player he is. Fuck Jamarcus Russell. That's what I'm saying. That's what we're all saying. Fuck you, Russell. Russell, Russell, Russell. Good call, brother. Sorry, got a little emotional there. Well, Winter Nation, I'll tell you this, man. At least they went out and got J.P. Lossman. That shows that there is some intelligence force happening in the Alameda facility. I don't know where it came from. Probably from Davis. Uh, we're not going to have to look at Jabusto again. I do not believe he will play unless we have some mass exodus of quarterbacks. I think Jamarcus is finished in Oakland. Honestly think that uh, I don't believe Al wants to pay this kid another penny. And if he's not willing to restructure his contract, which I think is what's going on behind closed doors, actually, that he's not willing to cut any money out of his contract, I think Al Davis says, fuck me. All right, young man. Fuck you. Goodbye. And I hope that's the, the, the what's going on there. I hope he doesn't try to restructure his contract. I hope he's that stupid to think that he's that great, that he's going to go somewhere else and be a hero. Because I'll tell you what, there is no trading for that piece of shit. There is no one, no team anywhere on any team, anywhere on the planet that wants this tub of shit to be on their team. They won't pay him. They won't play him. He is done in the NFL. Thank God he's done in Oakland. I don't think he's coming back, man. I'm going to tell you right now. I'll stand on that because I think if Al wanted him, he'd be playing these next couple games. So, Nation, I think we could be semi-happy here because I think Russell's days here in the Silver and Black have come to a tragic yet 
meaningful end. Now let's see if we can beat us some Bronco hoes this week. Play a better game. Definitely play a better quarterback. The Raiders can come back and knock these bitches from a playoff spot. I love it. We can do it. Maybe Fry, maybe JP, but I know the piece of shit, the lard, the tub of lard won't be on the field. Let's just pray we never see his ass out. This is Raider Greg, and I am out. Out.